What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. All new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 12 for the week of April 10th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddie, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need. We cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get it started. In case you missed it this week, Dancing with the Stars is moving to Disney Plus this fall. Star Wars Celebration was has uh, announced some exciting panels coming to the event this May, and a new rumor suggests we could see the return of Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in Marvel's upcoming Echo series for Disney Plus, which would be awesome. We're going to discuss these stories, let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week, and of course bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 in 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Welcome everyone. So happy to be back. Uh, Let's kick things off. With what's new on Disney Plus this week, highlights include another episode of the Disney Plus original series Moon Knight uh, and The Proud Family Louder and Prouder in the UK and Ireland season one of A Single Drunk Female is also now available on Disney Plus on Hulu. uh, Madagascar A Little Wild season seven is now available as well as The Hardy Boys season two and Woke season two. And the final episode of The Dropout has released on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus under the star banner in the U.K., Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. Uh, So up first, uh, kind of a big change, and it really surprised Mm -hmm. me when I heard that this was going to happen. Dancing with the Stars is moving to Disney Plus this fall. So what's what's behind that? Yeah, so after an impressive 30 seasons on ABC. 30 seasons, 30 seasons. Dancing with the Stars is moving to a new home on Disney+. Plus. The hit series received a two-season pickup and will premiere exclusively in the U.S. and Canada this fall, making Dancing with the Stars the first live series to debut on the streaming service. So um, you might remember uh, Disney Plus kind of quietly earlier this year did a test of the live stream with the nominations for the Oscars. Okay, yeah. And when they did that, it was kind of, you know, you were thinking like, okay, you know, they're they're testing this out for a reason. So here we are. And what's kind of cool about this is it paves the way now for more live series. Oh, and they're for sure going to do that. Mm -hmm. So kind of cool. Did, I, I've never been like the biggest fan of Dancing with the Stars. I only watched like on Disney night. I, I, I've watched it here or there. I can't believe it's been 30 I seasons. <laughs> like, I mean, it really feel, does feel like it's been on forever. I've never been like a, a big, huge fan of it or anything, but I, I have caught an episode mm-hmm. here or there when they have, you know, a, a celebrity on there that I find interesting or whatever. It's always kind of fun to see what they do on that. So if it gives them a way to continue that with you know if 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 they're not able to do it by broadcasting on ABC and they're able to continue it by being on Disney Plus then you know more power to them it's cool that they've got that alternative vessel for it to uh absolutely to continue so who's the host of that now i haven't watched it since uh, i haven't watched it since tom bergeron I was, was just the host say, i know he was replaced yeah but i don't 
I haven't watched it since then, so I have no idea. I haven't either. Oh, wait. Doesn't matter anyway. Um, what's next? Uh, oh, big news. Star Wars Celebration. Uh, and it has announced some exciting panels coming to the event this May. And it's going to take place May 26th through the 29th in Anaheim, California. And uh, what have they announced so far? Okay, so they have announced a lot so far. We're going to talk about the three main panels that they announced. So the first um, is the Mandalorian creator John Favreau and executive producer Dave Filoni will make their first Star Wars celebration appearance since the premiere of the Disney Plus series. The panel is called Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, how fittingly. And it will take place on Saturday, May 28th and feature the duo along with special guests for a look back and a look ahead at what's to come. Um, and then another panel that was announced is on Thursday, May 26th, Lucasfilm's current crop of live action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. And then finally, on Sunday, May 29th, uh, join host David Collins as he invites Star Wars The Bad Batch, executive producers Bad Rao, and Jen Corbett, who also serve as supervising director and head writer, respectively. Um, and then we also have actors D. Bradley Baker and Michelle Eng from the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. They're going to discuss highlights from the first season of the acclaimed series, as well as some exciting hits of what's to come in season two. Um, they also have a whole celebrity uh, guest lineup of who's going to be appearing for aut autographs and other things. But what's important about this is usually during these things, we could perhaps see a trailer for Andor or mm -hmm. get a more definitive timeline of when that's going to release or maybe a release date itself. And uh, same with Bad Batch. Um, you know, that's been rumored to be coming to Disney Plus this year. So I really can't wait for Bad Batch season yeah. two. That was my probably biggest unexpected hit of, or, you know, personal, mm -hmm. personally, it was my biggest unexpected uh, hit for the over the last year i i had never really followed the clone wars series mm -hmm. too uh too closely and i i it really wasn't too much on my radar but the first season was absolutely fantastic and i am really excited for season two the star wars celebration is pretty cool i like there's i i just wonder like what are we going to get out of it and i can't wait to find out what that's going to be if john favreau is going to be there really and dave filoni is going to be yeah. there you, they're not just going to show up just to say hi. They're gonna they're gonna be there to <laughs> something to give you coming, to right? give you something yeah. really cool. Like I, they just wouldn't be there for no reason. So awesome! Uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, finally, for our, our our top stories, and, and it's kind of a, a rumor, but it suggests that we could see the return of Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in Marvel's upcoming Echo series for Disney Plus. Uh, this has got to be one of my favorite rumors, and I do hope that it turns out to be true. Uh, and it, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense that this would happen. Mm -hmm. So uh, how credible is this? So I think this is pretty credible because um, this comes from an evidence that was found by Cinegeek of a uh, costume designer who posted her resume, and she previously worked on uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever, and uh, currently she has uh, Echo listed um, with main cast members of Elko Cox, who mm -hmm. is Echo, 
and then Vincent uh, D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Um, and they also list the director as Sidney Freeland, which was rumored uh, uh, who did uh, Reservation Dogs. Okay. So that was rumored to be a director for a long time, so that kind of confirms that too. So I think it's pretty credible. Um, I would love to see this. It does make sense because the, char- the characters do have There's a, a lot of overlap. Yeah, and we, we, we saw... We saw Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> in Hawkeye. In Hawkeye. And so it's kind of like a father figure to her. Actually, I think it was her stepfather, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just this, and then not the guaranteed, ru- but it seems like this and is then probably the rumors gonna happen. of you know another Daredevil reboot series. Do just... it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's it, it, reboot or con- continuation. It doesn't or whatever. matter. I'm just. I'm really excited to see these characters. It's that. a couple of people that are currently, uh, you know, giving a watch to Daredevil on uh, Disney Plus mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. It just that series is so good. So the more the more Daredevil, the more Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio we can get. Like those characters are so good. They're my if you, favorite. If, if you haven't if you haven't caught any of that, be sure to check that out because it, it's really. Those are great characters and maybe a little bit under the radar in the whole Marvel Universe, but just there's a lot of good stuff there. So uh, as a reminder, you can find links to all of these articles that we've talked about and everything else that we're going to talk about in our News Blast segment on our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, that's where you'll find everything as it's uh, released, everything that comes out that gets posted on there. So uh, be sure to check that out. Now, uh, let's go ahead then and move straight into our News Blast segment. Michelle, we got 10 minutes and we got to get out of here. Or, well, <laughs> not get out of here because then we have to do something else. We got 10 minutes to talk about our next 10. So go. For the first time, Disney Plus subscribers can save on stays at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels most nights, July 8th through September 30th. For more information, including how to make your make sure your Disney Plus subscription is linked to your My Disney Experience account in order to book, you can visit DisneyWorld.com backslash Disney Plus. So here's where you can save. You can save 25% off at the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Boardwalk Inn, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Riviera, and Yacht Club. Then you can save 20% at the Cabins of Fort Wilderness, Art of Animation, Coronado Springs, Port Orleans Resort, uh, French Quarter and Riverside. You can also save 15% at All Star Movies, All Star Music, Pop Century, and All Star Sports. And save 10% at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's uh, Caribbean Resort, and the campsites at Fort Wilderness Resort with the prices going up at Walt Disney World. That's good savings. <laughs> like my my eyebrows raised when you said what those discounts were. That's a pretty, pretty steep discount just for that. Mm hmm having that so i I might have to check that out uh for a limited time uh man in the arena tom brady is now streaming on disney plus and hulu marking the show's availability across all three services of the disney bundle uh so disney plus and hulu subscribers can access the first nine episodes of the espn plus documentary series in which tom brady shares a first-hand account of his super bowl appearances the 10th and final episode of man in the arena tom brady will be coming to disney or to Disney to ESPN Plus later this month. Uh, I still have to check that out uh, as a football fan. Mm-hmm. That was, sounds pretty cool. But uh, yeah, you can see it if you're on uh, Disney Plus and Hulu. Disney has announced details on the revival of The Quest, brought to the screen by the Academy Award and Emmy winning teams behind The Lord of the Rings, The Amazing Race, and Queer Eye. 
The new original series, The Quest, starts streaming May 11th, only on Disney+. So The Quest is a groundbreaking, immersive hybrid competition series that drops eight real-life teenagers known as paladins into the fantastic fictional world of Everrealm, where they must save a kingdom by fulfilling an ancient prophecy. Throughout the eight-episode series, these heroes are immersed in a fantasy world come to life, complete with a castle, royals, and mythical creatures, and a sorceress intent on destruction and power. So the quest combines the best elements of scripted and unscripted content to create an immersive competition series where fantasy and reality collide as the teens compete in challenges in a fully realized world of adventure. This is really kind of uh, different. Um, I love The Amazing Race, and it, it's kind of like that with like a mythical fantasy realm attached to it. So we have a trailer up on the website, so be sure to check it out. All you have to do is mention Amazing Race, and, and, and I, I love I, the Amazing. I'm in Race. with something because the Amazing Race is still to this day, I believe, the best. Uh, I air Combat. quotes uh, reality type yeah. show that there is. Um, I just wish that somehow they could be a little bit more consistent on CBS with their releases of it, because you'll 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 watch a season and then you'll wait like two, three years uh -huh. sometimes for the next <laughs> one. So I know understand it's hard to. To, to put all those together, especially when there's worldwide pandemics. But anyway, Amazing Race is great. This sounds good good too. Um, up next, uh, Talisa Garcia has been cast in the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Willow, which I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, the casting of the, this British actress marks the first known occasion an openly trans actor has been cast in a production from a, a Disney's-owned Lucasfilm Willow, set decades after Ron Howard's 1988 movie, continues the spirit of adventure, heroics, and humor of the original film. Warwick Davis will return in the role of the great sorcerer Willow of Good. Amir Shada Patel from Aladdin and Ruby Cruz. Aaron Kellyman uh, from the uh, who is that from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Solo, a Star Star Wars story. Ellie Bamber, Tony Revolori. And Kaylee Spaney. You always give me the ones that have the hard names to pronounce. It's so not done on purpose. I know that you're full of it. Uh, they're all set to star alongside Davis. Dempsey Brick from The Birch uh, has also been added to the cast. Now, according to Deadline, uh, Garcia will play a queen and the mother to Tony Revolori's character who takes part in the quest. Garcia's role is a small speaking part, and the actress may ultimately only appear in one episode. Uh, Garcia is best known for the BBC crime thriller Baptista and stars uh, The Girlfriend Experience and TBS's Miracle Workers, so good on them, and uh, looking forward to Willow when it comes out. I loved Willow when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Taj Mori has joined The Muppets Mayhem, which is a comedy series starring the world-famous Muppets, and it's coming to Disney+. Plus. This series will take audiences on a music-filled journey as, at long last, the Electric Mayhem Band records its first album. Lily Singh will play the human lead role of Nora, the junior A&R executive tasked with managing and wrangling the mayhem that is the Electric Mayhem Band. So starring are the Muppets, including Dr. Teeth on vocals and keyboards, Animal on drums, Floyd Pepper on vocals, and wow. Janice on vocals and lead guitar, Zoot on saxophone, and Lips on trumpet. 
Selmari will star as Gary Mugmaguski. He's described as a lovable, awkward, diehard superfan of the band. He loyally follows them from gig to gig. More Muppets, the better. I love the Muppets. Cannot wait. Um, Hulu has released the trailer for the upcoming Hulu star original film, Crush. This film is uh, going to arrive on Hulu in the United States and on Disney Plus in Canada under the star banner on Friday, April 29th. Uh, the film will also be coming to Disney Plus internationally. However, a release date for uh, you know the international regions has not yet been announced. So uh, a little uh, synopsis of this. Uh, when an aspiring young act- actor- actress artist... When an aspiring young artist is forced to join her high school track team, she uses it as an opportunity to pursue the girl she's been harboring a long-time crush on, but she soon finds herself falling for an unexpected teammate and discovers what real love feels like. Uh, There you go. Okay, so Marvel's Moon Knight five-day premiere on Disney Plus saw 20% more viewers than Marvel's Disney Plus original series, Hawkeye. Oh, wow. So Moon Knight drew in 1.8 million U.S. households over the period, which ties the first five-day viewership of Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hawkeye ultimately ended up drawing in 1.5 million households in its first days from November 24th through 28th. So despite the high numbers, Moon Knight was still unable to beat out Loki's viewership, which stands as the most watched Disney Plus series so far, with 2.5 million U.S. households from June 9th through 13th. Loki also holds the record for the most watched Disney Plus season series finale over five days, with 1.9 million U.S. households measured from July 14th through 18th. These numbers come from Samba TV, so they measure viewership of at least five minutes in a smart TV with a panel size of three million U.S. households. It's funny. It's our be- best measurement for uh, streaming. Right it, 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 it's funny to me because those uh, those viewership numbers skew completely differently with my thoughts on those series individually. Um, Disney Plus has revealed the TV rating for Marvel Studios' upcoming Disney Plus original series, Miss Marvel. Uh, The new series will launch exclusively on the streaming service on June 8th. According to uh, Disney Plus, Miss Marvel will be rated TV. Guess? You want to guess? I wrote it. (laughs) You're supposed to play like, oh, I don't know. TVPG, so far, every MC movie has been, uh, every MCU movie has been rated PG-13, which means parents strongly cautioned, and every Marvel Studios Disney Plus original series has been rated TV-14, which is basically the television equivalent to the uh, movie PG-13 rating. Uh, So Marvel series that were formerly on Netflix, including Jessica Jones and Daredevil, have a mature rating on Disney Plus. So, yeah, it, it makes sense because it seems a little... It's a little... little I think it's a lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, last... I think it was last week we were talking about the rumored runtime for Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Was it six hours and 47 minutes? Yeah, well, no, not really. I think we... It, it was rumored at two hours and 48 minutes. Well, tickets, advanced ticket sales went on sale this week. And on Fandango, they updated the runtime... And it now stands at two hours and six minutes, which 
it's quite a big difference. Oh, that's not bad. No. So the first Doctor Strange film had a runtime of one hour and 55 minutes. Um, if you for comparison, Black Widow was two hours and fourteen. Um, Shang Chi was two hours and twelve. Eternals was two hours and thirty six minutes. So um, you know, two hours and six minutes. Not now bad. I'm gonna be over in the blink of an eye because I guarantee that movie is gonna be fantastic because the first Doctor Strange was really good. So. Uh, finally up for me, uh, according to Production Weekly, Marvel's Disney Plus original series Echo will begin filming on April 25th, and it's expected to continue through August 26th in Peachtree City, Georgia. Echo was just introduced in the new Hawkeye series on Disney Plus, uh, the deaf Native American character whose real name is Maya Lopez, is played by Aliqua Cox. She has the ability to perfectly copy another person's movements or fighting style, making her a formidable opponent on the battlefield. Uh, not much is known about this new series. However, Echo's writers, and, and this is this is pretty mm-hmm. big, uh, Echo's writers are going to include Marion Deer from uh, Better Call Saul, which Better Call Saul is easily... <laughs> I, has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Better Call Saul is probably my first or second most favorite movie or most favorite series of on television of all time. And I'm so excited about the final season that comes up in a couple of weeks. Nothing to do with that. Uh, as so, Marion Dare is uh, the lead alongside Shoshana Stern from Supernatural, which was an incredibly long run series on uh, the WB. Or whatever that ended up being called. CW. CW, yeah. It's, I think it was started off of, mm-hmm. was it the WB, it but that, that ran for like 15 seasons or something. And then Bobby Wilson from Reservation Dogs, which is a really great new show that just came out last yeah. year. Um, it was also recently reported that Reservation Dogs director Sidney Freeland might be on board to direct at least one episode which of the just series. just talked about where it looks like that's kind of been confirmed. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, Echo's going to be good. There, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent behind the uh, cameras that's coming our way for that. So definitely looking forward to that, especially if those Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio oh. rumors prove to be true. Um, that, I guess, is about it for our uh, news stories for the week. Uh, finally, we're going to talk about... Uh, and. Michelle's going to give a quick uh, rundown of, uh, and I'll interject with my unbelievably uh, poignant opinions of <laughs> of episode two of Moon Knight, uh, which just dropped this week. It was really... So last week we were talking about the first episode and, and I said that I didn't know a lot about the origins of Moon Knight, so I wasn't too familiar with uh with with you know the backstory and and what constituted this character so i i was a little bit confused and i i enjoyed uh enjoyed episode one quite a bit but i didn't really know what was going on episode two i feel like it kind of helped clarify a lot of of what i didn't understand answer but then you also there, have more questions yeah there's a lot more questions but i i didn't feel quite as mm-hmm. confused going in or you know halfway through you're getting a better two. understanding yeah i i kind of have i get the i get the i understand the pacing and what's going on a little bit even though i still have questions so let's talk about it 
Tell me yeah. about episode two. So episode two is uh, titled Summon the Suit. It's about 53 minutes long. I'll start off with a quick little recap. Um, uh, if you don't, I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers away, but if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want to know anything about it, see you next time. Yeah. Adios. We're out. <laughs> so it starts off at the museum where Steven works at um, in that wing that was damaged uh, due to the events that happened at the end of episode one is roped off due to quotes, burst pipes. Mm -hmm. um, so Stephen convinces a security guard to show him the video footage from that night. However, the footage only shows Stephen like acting erratically, like crying and Flailing running. About and, yeah. it, like, so he looks himself. like kind of crazy, you know. It does not show the jackals that were chasing him. So that's kind of odd. And then uh, the museum decided not to press charges on Stephen. However, he does lose his job. So uh, later we see Stephen confide in Crawley, the street performer, and he talks to him about the items he found in his flat, like the key and the phone. So you know he's not crazy. He's not cray-cray. No. And then he decides that he needs to find that storage unit that the key belongs to. Um, so he eventually does find that storage locker, and he finds it contains a cot, clothes, passport for Mark Spector, a pistol, and the golden scarab, which we find out can like hover and Steven realizes it's like a compass. Um, we and then he kind of like says, oh, it's like real, right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not crazy. This did really happen. This is mm -hmm. this is a thing. And then he also sees Mark's reflection who tells him to take a nap on the cot. Um, it's here that Mark explains to Stephen that he is the avatar for the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, which means uh, so is Stephen. So they are there to protect the vulnerable and deliver justice to those who have hurt them. Um, so after this, Stephen kind of runs out into the street and stumbles and he's discovered by Layla. Um, and she thinks that he's Mark Spector. And we learn that she is Mark's wife, and they're going through a divorce because that's what Mark wants. Mm -hmm. um, we end up at Stephen's flat, the two of them, where detectives show up to arrest Stephen for killing a group of archaeologists in Egypt. Um, instead of taking him to the police station, though, they end up taking him to Arthur Harrow, where Harrow tells Stephen that he once served Khonshu and wants to help Stephen. So I'm going to stop there so I didn't give away too many details or anything, but I just kind of wanted to set up where the series is going. Um, to me, this is an absolutely fascinating series so far. I love that this is something we haven't seen. We haven't seen a character like this, not only in Marvel, but just anywhere um, with the fantasy and science fiction that goes along, you know, like uh, it's, it's, it's it, really cool. It, it, it's a, it, like I've said, it, it is definitely a little harder to maybe follow. Maybe that's just my, uh, my amateur level uh, knowledge of these characters in this series, but um it, it is it's a little harder to follow but it, it's got me on the edge of my seat and mm -hmm. i i thought episode one w was really good and I, I think i said i gave it like an eight out of ten roughly uh and 
episode two is even stronger in my opinion. And I just think that as I know more about these characters and I, I, I kind of understand a little bit more what's going on, I find them really fascinating. It's really well done. And the Moon Knight character, the, the, that suit is it's so cool. Okay. It, it, it is. It's it, it's right up there with the best of of like Iron Man or Spider Man. It, it, it's just it's got a real coolness factor to it. So I, I really do enjoy this. I, I it, maybe just because it's a lesser known character, they they haven't had the the movie starring Moon Knight like they've had some of the other ones. So it. it Maybe that's why. I also I, feel like there's a little bit more comedy in this episode than the last one. Too. Yeah, it, it does. Have, it definitely has some humor. Uh, the, the character, the actors playing the characters, give uh, really good performances. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I really can't wait to continue watching this. And if episode one was an eight, I'm, I'm bumping up episode two to an eight point five. I, I really, really do. I, it's, it's so cool with like the how they they blend the the like i don't even really know like how they blend the 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 monsters or whatever the the jackal like they blend that in with the 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 part where people can't in the other side of the realm can't mm-hmm. see them or whatever i don't even know exactly what i'm I, saying I, but like it's, supernatural or type thing yeah. like and i was like i said sci-fi before but i should have said supernatural because that's what i meant but yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, it's fun. It, it, it's really well done. And I, as little as I knew going into the series, uh, you know, episode one completely kind of lost. Episode two, I know more. And I'm sure that that's going to continue throughout the rest of the series. So, yeah, I, I say 8.5 so far uh, for episode two. And, and I think really... last week I said 8.2. I think I would say 8.4 this week so i'm right with you and Mm -hmm. i i feel like those numbers are just gonna keep getting higher every episode we see i mean we've already been teased from the directors that uh episode four is going to be something really great so we're looking forward to that um yeah it's it's definitely i feel like one of the series that's growing you know like i feel like i loved boba but in the beginning we felt like it kind of started off slow and didn't weren't sure where it was going or what purpose it had and everything like you don't feel like that with this it's not you know it's like got the setup points but you don't feel like it's starting off slow in any way it's like one series that i would immediately say has captivated Mm -hmm. me from the very beginning where you know i i've i've enjoyed uh some series more than others and, and it's been kind of weird because if you look back at like uh, WandaVision, the first episode you of that. You did not like that the, the, the beginning. The first episode of WandaVision, I did not care for yeah. at all. And then that really, as, as it went along, it really grew on me. And I, I really ended up enjoying that series a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at like, like uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, st- I thought that that one started off really, really great. And then kind Kinda of lost, trailed off a little bit lost its luster ha- hawkeye yeah. hawkeye was probably the most consistent throughout for me it, it didn't have the highest highs or the lowest lows of, of some of the other series but it consistently was pretty good loki and i i'm sorry to say it like i just didn't care for a whole lot like throughout the entire thing that's just a personal thing it's just kind of weird how how some of the series the pacing is just different and mm-hmm. but 
props to Moon Knight because from the get go and into season or episode two, it, it's got its hooks in me, and I, I'm really <laughs> I'm there to see what exactly is going on. And we got what four episodes remaining mm-hmm. on this because it's There's a six, six episode uh, series. So yeah, definitely definitely looking forward. So to So before next we ones. close out the review, I just want to give a few little details okay. um, in it. So. In episode one, we talked about how they had that QR code um, that appeared, and you mm-hmm. could scan it; would take you to free comics. So again, in episode two, it happened again. So this can be seen when um, Stephen is searching for uh, Mark Spector's storage locker, and you'll see it appear. You, you can pause it, scan it, and it will take you to Marvel to read Werewolf by Night number thirty-three. For free, and uh, this one take uh, shows the continuing battle of Wolf Beast versus Moon Knight, and then it also will give you a discount code for Marvel Unlimited. Um, some more episode details. So if you look when he finds the storage locker, it's listed as zero four three. Um, the number forty three could reference Mark Spector's Moon Knight issue number forty three, which features lookalike versions of several characters, including Daredevil. Later in the episode, uh, Stephen lands on the street and a double-decker bus goes by in the background that reads GRC, reuniting you with your better half. The GRC stands for Global Reparation Council and was first introduced in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is an organization that supports those who were blipped. And what's significant about this is it's the first detail that connects the show to the broader MCU, which is kind of cool. So if you want to read more about details from episode two, we have several articles up on uh, Disney Plus Informer um, and other supporting articles for episode one and two. Be sure and check them out um, to give you a deeper understanding on what's going on. Um I look forward to episode three. And that is going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that you come back next week for our uh, next episode. Please take a moment to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. We would be very appreciative of that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com for all of the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can reach out to us If you want to email us, podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. We'd welcome any uh, comments, suggestions, thoughts, questions, you you name it. Podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, and that's at MoreDisneyPlus. Remember, you spell out the plus because if you put the plus sign, you're going to wind up talking to some real weirdos. Be sure to stop by and visit our Facebook page, too. We'd love to see you there. We're going to get out of here, so we're going to see you next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.